welcome to another exciting episode of Bevelations. We are back. I am bed bug free. Knock on wood. We've been given the all clear the, to uh, get open the studio booth, if you will, or my apartment with a fucking uh, trade table and a microphone. But yes, we are back and we have another exciting episode for you today with a uh, queen that's carving out a name for herself in the scene. The lovely Miss Pie is here. I thought she would be a fabulous interview for our first one back from our little break. It has been a moment. Thank you all for your kind messages. The ones who donated, the ones who sent out uh, messages of sympathy for the fucked up situation that we were in with the bed bugs. Um, I would never wish that on my worst enemy and Hopefully, knock on wood, the worst is over. So we're back. It is the it is um, about to be the holiday season. We are just a day or two before Thanksgiving, and I'm excited to go into the busy one of the busiest times of year for a drag queen. I am pre- prepared to do all I want for Christmas is you and dress like an elf on the shelf for the next month and a half, as most drag queens do. So, um. As always, you can find me on social media at uh, It's Bev Bitch on Instagram, um, the one and only Bev on Facebook. And as of yesterday, I signed up for Twitter. Yes, I am. I am embracing new. No, it's not even new technology. I'm just embracing social media because I've resisted for so long because I'm an elderly woman. But you can find me on Twitter at it's Bev Bitch one because I somehow didn't set it up right. And there's now a one after it's Bev Bitch. But yeah, find me there. And as always, the podcast is for fun and for free. If you would like to donate a little tip, you can do so on my Venmo, which is Bev Philly Drag on Venmo. And I will give you a little shout out in an upcoming episode. Uh, shout out to Marcelo, my avid listener who gave me a little tip after the uh, bed bug incident. And uh, yeah, so keep the dollars a-flowing. Tip a lady. It costs a lot of money to look this cheap. And I am excited to give you this episode of the podcast starring Pi. Bye. Today we are joined by Pi. Pi is an eclectic drag performer and visual artist that got their start in the Philly club scene by dressing like a wackadoodle on casual Friday nights at Voyeur. Pi made their performance debut on a fateful Friday the 13th and soon became a Miss Everything 4 standout, later becoming a Drag Wars Cycle 8 finalist, and Pi is now a Drag Wars All-Stars Cycle 3 finalist, a judge for the next cycle of Mix Everything, a host for miscellaneous taboo events, and a Latage Brunch cast member. They co-produce multiple shows and parties including As If, Four Stupid Sluts, House, and a new show with Khaki Capri called Anything But, which debuts at Latage December 13th. Hi, Pi. Hi, Bev. I made it through without fucking that up at all. (laughs) 
Good for me. Good I'm, for you. I'm rusty. You deserve a drink. I'm rusty. It's been a moment. You deserve a drink. Cheers. What are you, what are you drinking? We're both enjoying a lovely uh, absolute pear and uh, lime La Croix. I pronounce La Croix because I'm a bougie white woman. I have no fucking clue how to pronounce it. So we're we're enjoying our alcohol and bug pesticide or whatever the fuck they uh, said is in this now. But uh, the way I feel, the way I see it, we're all gonna die sometime. I've got <laughs> I've I've convinced myself that I have clown lung, which is why I can't get rid of this congestion. That's okay. So. We all we all drank Fireball once, so we, oh, exactly. Know we've all been <laughs> drinking. All the same we've shit. been all been drinking <laughs> antifreeze for years. So welcome, welcome back. This is this is my my first episode. Sands uh, after the uh, the bed bugs incident. Oh, the bed bugs incident. What the fuck? I I'm seventy five percent sure that this couch that we're sitting on is bed bug free. That's okay. That's <laughs> no, totally fine. The we've more been, the merrier. We've I been love given friends. we've been given the I, girl. I do not wish that on my Wait, worst what? fucking what? enemy. It's been horrible. It was literally a week ago. My living room was filled with. Garbage bags, just oh garbage God. bags upon garbage bags with all of our, like, luckily, and I did a whole episode about this. So if you haven't listened to that, listen, the, the previous episode of the podcast is me just being like, hi, there's a reason why I'm not interviewing anybody right now, because <laughs> I have fucking bed bugs. Um, you could have interviewed Sardonyx. She loves trash bags. <laughs> but you're not bitter. Um, <laughs> what? what? She looks great, you know. No. Um, but no, like luckily they, the, 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 the exterminator said that it didn't, I live for those unaware with my apartment, it's a, a, uh, a bi-level loft apartment. Ooh. And, uh, the infestation was, uh, confined to the upstairs bedroom. That's good. So How did they only, determine that it was only confined there? Because like, I guess they look for like evidence on the couches and in the carpet and that kind of stuff. And did they make you like get rid of all, like, did they make you back up all the shit? Yeah. Did they make you back up all the wigs? No. <gasps> the wigs they said... I did put ones over top of... I'm pointing. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> I did put them over top of the non-foam ones on my upper shelf, but the ones that were down here, they said, were, were fine. That's what's up. Yeah. Had I... had I did have to lose a couple of my shake-and-go wigs uh, because they were in the, the shelf under my bed. Oh, I no. keep my shake-and-goes, like my character wigs. I almost had to get rid of my original Bev wig, which I don't wear anymore, but it's like that's like Honestly, like at that point, you should have steam it all out I, and then I, restyle it. I, that particular wig, um, I ended up washing and drying like in like high hot heat. Like I'll, I'll never be able to wear it again, but I'm not going to fucking get rid of it. Yeah. Why but anyway, you? this is not about me. This is about you, Pi. Hi. It me. It you. <laughs> so um, let's start at the beginning. A very good place to start. Where are you from? Uh, I am from Pittman, New Jersey, which is Speak right up, out. faggot. Wait, can they not hear me? Can you, can, can you hear me now? Do you like soothing dulcet tones? Welcome to Pi's ASMR. Out of here. <laughs> Um, I'm from Pittman, New Jersey. Um, it's right outside of Rowan University, which is also where I went to school. Okay. And yeah. what did you major in? I started off, got, got in as a math major, switched to electrical and computer engineering, did that for three semesters, realized that I would really be really very unhappy if I did that for the rest of my life, switched to HR management and business management, which I now have two degrees in. Awesome. Chat. And were you like... Were you ever artistic or like creative? Because you're a very creative person. Were you like artsy and as a hobby or? Um, yeah, so I I grew up being very like artsy and kind of craftsy. Like I know I like I taught myself how to like knit in like middle school, like just because. And I like, <laughs> and I would like, like I would come out on Saturday night. No, I'm gonna stay home. I'm just gonna knit. knit. <laughs> no, and I um. I would, I would, like, play with, like, scrapbooks and stuff, like, as a kid, okay. and, like, always was just, like, doing, like, weird, like, paper crafts all the time, so, it, 
always was very creative. And then, like, high school, I did, like, uh, National Art Honor Society. I got, like, most creative my or most artistic my senior year, nice. I think. Um, and then, like, like, art clubs and college Take and it back to me, but it just made me laugh. Um, talking about, like, like arts and, like... Weird Susan art Pink. things. <laughs> we're coming up on the time of year because um, uh, we're... Well, this will come out tomorrow, but um, it's almost Thanksgiving. And I'm 36 years old, and my family still... Uh, will make fun of the fact that when I was a kid, for our family Thanksgiving dinner every year, I would make a diorama out of like a Xerox paper box. That like <laughs> like one year it was like a cornucopia oh with God. like cardboard vegetables and shit. <laughs> one year I took my Star Trek action figures and wrapped them in yarn and paper and made and made a, a you turned pilgrims. them into drag queens. I turned them into <laughs> pilgrims and Native Americans and had the the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> like Dr. Beverly Crusher dressed as a pilgrim woman. <laughs> and my cousins still make fun of that. They're like, remember when you made Worf a fucking pilgrim? I'm like, yes, Aaron, I know. I remember when I did that. That's really weird that that, that you did that because I used to, uh, every Thanksgiving, me and my, my sisters would go up to uh, State College to see my aunt. We'd have Thanksgiving up at my aunt's. And every year, for some reason, I would always draw this big turkey on this chalkboard that they had <laughs> right next to the dining room table. And every year, I would have to like one up it somehow. And they're always like, <laughs> it was very they're, they're always like, oh my god, Joe, like I love your turkey. Like <laughs> it's very important. Like me, say. like little elementary. So much time, me. my dad would have to bring home a Xerox paper box from work every year for me to use as the centerpiece for Aww. my diorama. That's cute. Yeah, good times, good times. Like we're the same. So then, when did like? Did you ever do, like, theater or performance or yeah. anything? Or? Um, so I was doing... I did, like, theater and musicals and stuff in middle school and all the way through high school. Um, didn't really do anything like that in college except for, like, Rocky. Uh, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Did you like, play in Rocky? Um, the one year... I think I was casted as Rocky, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to be one of the strippers instead. And then I think the following year I was like one of the strippers as well. But then I okay. got to like make out with my boyfriend on stage at the time. So, <laughs> okay, you know, we love that. That's good. And, um, okay. And so when, now talk about, now where did the, the drag name of Pi come from? Which is for those, for, it's P-I, like yeah, the, the number. Not the number. like, not like the, the, the fluffy <laughs> dessert that we're all going to have in two days. Mm, Pi. Um, so Pi came from, I knew I wanted something that was a little bit more ambiguous, but like, I really like to play with juxtaposition. I noticed that you used they, them pronouns in your, in your uh, bio. Yeah. I feel like Pi doesn't really necessarily have a gender. Um, I feel like it, I feel like that's pretty evident in a lot of like the stuff that you'll see me do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like I've, I myself never really identified it one way or another, but I've noticed that some people will use like, they, they themselves will just call, like call Pi they. Just by just based off of like mm. appearance alone, which is really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, but Pi comes from wanting something that uh, really dabbles into that world of like juxtaposition of, you know, it's this weird complex number that is ongoing and never repeating and really you know intricate and kind of everywhere. But it's all in this one symbol, this one right. Greek symbol, and I found that super super fascinating. And like like I said. <clears throat> I, like, went into college as a math major. I, like, absolutely fucking loved math all through my entire life. And, like... So you were, like, Katie Heron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Math's the same in everything. Yeah. Language. So I, like, I wanted it to be something very... Uh, 
all-encompassing uh, and not defining. Like, I didn't want something, like, I almost, there were a lot of names that I considered, like, I almost considered, like, Mango and, like, Crystal Nix and, like, there's, like, a list of, like, names that I almost picked. But, like, none of them seemed, like, right because I feel like they would have defined me as being one thing. And one of my favorite things about drag is that you really can do whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes a name really kind of buckles you into a certain, like, thing. Right. And I didn't want that. So I said, goodbye. I'm going to be a single uh, single special now, character. Will you, uh, will you ever take, like, someone else's, like... Because I hate when, like, drag queens, like, have, like, like, a specific name that works for them. And then they get adopted into, like, another family or another house or something. Uh, and well, Will you become Pie St. Cartier? Or no, <laughs> no. Well, um, and that's not shade towards the St. Cartiers. I'm just picking a name. So so Iris is my drag mom. She adopted me oh, at right, some point. Right. Um so my my drag name is still definitely just Pi because I that's like part of like the fun like like quirkiness of it almost mm-hmm. in a way. Um, we we make jokes about being like Pi and Spectre, so it's like a Pi Inspector, which is <laughs> like cute. yeah, it's cute. But I guess if like if that was like my full name, that could work. But like I I don't know. Like yeah. I would never. I only ever really want people to like call me as yeah. Pi. Yeah, Mimi's tried to get me to have like a last name for Bev that would still be like a pun. No, like, like Bev, Bev. I like Napkin, Bev. Or like Beverage Cart, or like Bev Early Hills. I don't know. I feel like, like that like, in no, itself it it's just... it defines it as too much of a thing. Yeah, like the openness is it would fit magical. So much better on a. Fly. I'm like no, whatever. So um, so how long have you been doing drag? Um, I've been doing drag for like two and a half years. Okay. Yeah, I started... You mentioned... Um, the, so when was your first time? So I started... Uh, okay, so the first time I performed in drag, um, it was a night at Boxers. It was a Josh Wolf show because I was in communication with him at the time um, and, like, getting ready for, like... Weren't we all? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the real tea is, like, he really, do, he really does provide a lot of, like, opportunities for, like, very, very baby, like, seedling queens... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I wouldn't really be, you know, I wouldn't have gone that kickstart without him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, oh fuck, what was the show? You were there. That, was, <laughs> that night was your I first was, one. Yeah, I was wearing I the. I thought I had like met you. No, before I was that wearing the purple like hair. A, oh wait, like a, maybe at a. I, no, I think wait, the first no, time that I was met a different you, one. You were at. You were wearing an Astala T-shirt at Landmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. I used to go to Landmark when it was like starting. Like I helped Astala like get promo codes out to like the Rowan kids, mm-hmm. like that were in um, what what the the club's called Prism, which was essentially the Gay Straight Alliance. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so the first time I performed was a Friday the thirteenth. It was like May thirteenth. It was at uh, I was a guest spot at Zaddy, mm-hmm. which was one of Josh's old shows. Um, and then there was a later time that you and I were there together. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll Don't get worry. there. We'll get there. But yeah, so that started. But that, the performance aspect all started because I, uh, you had said this in like in the bio. Um, uh, I really, I, I was going out a lot, just like going out to like, you know, at the time it was like the go-to was go to Woody's and go to Voyeur. This was before Woody's was trash and before Voyeur was also trash. Um, so times were different. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. But, you know, I would I would just, like, dress kind of weird, like, put on weird makeup for the sake. What the fuck was that pop? I think that was an ice cube popping. Oh. That's a sign to drink, I yeah. think. Clink, drink. You like that? You like, you like that ice? <laughs> 
Um, so I would just go out and like you know do weird makeup, you know like wear wear weird contacts, like kind of dress weird because that was my thing. Like it, it all started from just wanting to like enhance people's experiences while they were mm-hmm. out and really wanting to, you know, make you know, why not make yourself visually interesting? Right. Like make yourself make people look at you, kind of thing, and make right. people go what the fuck, and then be like. You know, the next day, my whole my my goal was like the next day. Even if they were blacked out, I wanted to be the one thing they remembered. They remembered. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's smart. And that's kind of where it all came from. So I would just like go to Voyeur and, uh, you know, look funny. That's actually like that's literally how I met stepdad. Because I would use I would uh, I would post on it. I would post on Facebook of like, oh, I'm going to like Voyeur tonight. Like, who am I going to see there? Who's going to turn looks? And then eventually, like, Stepdad appeared, and obviously the rest of, of that is history, because we're, like, on cast together now for shit, right. so. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So then you went down the route that so many do when starting things off in Philly, is do a competition show. Yep. You did Miss Everything. It was still Miss Everything then, yes. right? Yeah, it was Miss Everything Cycle 4. Who won that year? Um, Teal. Teal won that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yes. Okay. And how was that experience? Um, I thought it was really fun. Um, I like the I like the structure of it and kind of having, um, you know, a little bit of a kind of a framework to kind of work with for performances and it and having people judge you that have been in the community for a while it in that setting in a nice professional you know healthy kind of setting of them saying like you know this is something you could have done better this is what you done what what you did well and not like in more of a uh, you know, just doing a performance at a show and then people like talking shit behind your back kind of thing. Right. Um, I think in that sense, it's a, it's a lot more beneficial. Um, but I had, I had a really good experience with it. I, I got eliminated like halfway ish. I don't know, somewhere along the lines. And then, um, and then I got brought back and that, that the time I got brought back was when the grapefruit number was born. Yeah. It was, it was that performance that got me brought back into the competition. And I think I made it to like, the semifinals or okay. like almost the semifinals. I don't know. It was somewhere in the, it was somewhere in there, but at that point it didn't matter. Yeah. So I was like in, into well, it. You definitely had your grapefruit number the night that we worked together. That is the Boxers. number. Yeah. Because I recall you doing that number. Yeah. There's um, a video of that somewhere. And then <laughs> well, my window's open. There's a video of that number that I had somebody record and like they pan over to somebody in the audience and they're literally just like mouth agape, like, because uh, uh, that was fuck? before, so for the, to, to describe the grapefruit number for those who may not know what it is, and this was you did it before, like you you use the audio from like the YouTube video, yes. not not Tif- the movie, not no. Tiffany, um, what's her name from from Girls Trip? Yeah, no, I used so. it from the audio. There's a there's a YouTube video, and I I love pulling stuff from the internet because I think the internet is a fucking catalog of content to use. Um, but it's this video of this woman that. <laughs> She walks you through and demonstrates with like a with like a a dildo and like a grapefruit of what it is to use the grapefruit technique. And you basically you cut a hole approximately the size of a man's penis in the middle of the grapefruit, and then you twist up and down on the shaft and suck the head at the same time. And I'm saying it that way because that's literally the fucking the, the lyrics. Audio, <laughs> the audio of the thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's just a fucking hilarious video because she makes these like (laughs) and I like I remember like I was watching the shit in like high school like me me and like Petty Spaghetti were like best friends like all growing up and like these this is the shit that we were watching that's funny um so I was like obviously I have to make a video uh (laughs) performance about this and 
Razzle Dazzle from Chicago seemed like the <laughs> absolute oh, that's most right. fucking appropriate I song. Use fucking razzle Dazzle. Give them the old. <laughs> yeah. Give them the old grapefruit technique. Yeah, you know. I do remember that. Yeah. So we did not get off on the best foot uh, in our. Girl, you knew we were going to talk about I this. I know. <laughs> we did not get off on the best foot our first time. Uh, working together. Yeah. Because in my opinion, you may have insulted me a I, little bit. I, I might have unintentionally insulted you. So, uh, <clears throat> the story goes that that particular night at Boxers, you were wearing a dress. Yes. That... Um, Astala Vista had given you. Yes, she was my my drag mentor at the time. That I had given her because she was on my team for Drag Wars, her cycle. And every cycle I try to... um, Pass down I think we had one. Did we do one when you were on my team? Like a little get-together? Yeah, we did a little get-together. I didn't get to do one. But you didn't pass anything down. At that point, you were were acquiring your own stuff, probably, and like not passing down stuff. But, like, I had a bunch of, like, old shit that I wasn't using anymore, and I gave some stuff to Estala, and I gave some to uh, Anastasia Versace, was on my team at the oh, time. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a name. That's a name. <laughs> Shout out to Anastasia Versace, wherever she is, under a bridge scaring goats. Um, and <laughs> we're in her grandmother's basement. Wait, is that a reference to something that I'm not getting, or is that just She's a who troll. she is? She's a troll. <laughs> She's a fucking troll, and I don't give a fuck if she knows about it. If she gets this, gets back to her. I fucking there's a short list of people that I would not push out of the way if they were about to get hit by a bus, Uh, and uh, (laughs) Volky Versace is one of them. But anyways, I digress. But anyways, (laughs) I digress. Um, So I recognized that dress. I was like, "Where did you get that dress?" And you were like, oh, Estella <laughs> gave it to me. And I said, oh, I gave it to her. And you looked down at the dress, looked up and said to me, and oh my God. this no, no, no. is no, no, a no. quote. <laughs> this is a quote. You fit into this. That's what no. you said to me. Okay, first of all, I did not give you the up down. With I, the you I, think you, I, I think you added that in yourself. And second uh, of all, um, so that... Very genuinely, I would like to really genuinely point out the dress is fucking tiny, tiny, tiny. It was not fitting me. Like my whole ass was like essentially fucking out of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so when I was. I was that's like, when I was. Oh, okay, bitch. That's how it's gonna be. Uh, and you never let it down for a long while no. until I gave you a reason to let up on it a little bit. Well, no, but I, I, just, I do realize that I, like you know you had a that, little bit of a cockiness. That yeah. I didn't appreciate at the time. Because I'm like, I am of the, the thought and of the opinion. And I have kind of said this with, because you've guest judged for Amateur Drag Night. And I yeah. think you're at the next one, aren't you? I, think um, I know I'm at one of them coming up. Yeah. But like, you, you need to start off humble. You need to pay your dues. And your mm-hmm. attitude comes with your time, your effort, and your talent. Yeah. Like, if you come into a room, you're like, I'm hot shit. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. People I will fucking hate I have zero desire it's true. to do anything with you. And whether or not you intended to, I got a little bit of that from you yeah. in the beginning. And I was like, I don't know who this fucking bitch is. <laughs> like, she's coming in hot, and then she's going to read me? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean... I'm gonna. Put, I'm just gonna put that away and remember. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you said. What did you say? You said file this for later. I'm gonna file, file that away for later. later. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, that really came from just like 
you know, the first of all, like I said, like the, the dress is like really yeah. fucking small. And like I, that more so just came from like a I when I'm like talking to somebody, I keep it very real and I keep it very like blunt. Like and I'm not afraid to like necessarily like acknowledge like differences and like people like you as a human just happen to have a larger stature than I do, whether it's by a lot or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're 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 a little bit, bit larger of a person than I am. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I meant by that. It's like very. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna get into it too, too much, but like, <laughs> no, we're no, it's honestly, like, we're fine. Honestly, now at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. But yeah. yeah, no, but that what you're saying about like you know like people like coming in hot, it's like I've realized that now. Like as there there have been these like kids. these these queens come in and you're like you're like wow like you have a lot of potential, but it's like holy shit, your fucking attitude like you need to get it together. Like there, there I think there it's are, great ooh. that there are so many quote unquote like amateur shows and competitions and everything now Uh but like i even so when you were still starting and even more so when i was starting there really wasn't a lot out there there wasn't there wasn't amateur drag night there wasn't blah 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 to get out there but there also was less of an opportunity for it to be like well i've won such and such night at Drag arena, yeah. so I'm the shit. Or I won this month at amateur drag night, so I'm the <laughs> shit. And it's like, good yeah. for you, girl. Use that as a building block yeah. to try to get yourself out there. And there are certainly girls that I have booked for shows from that that I see as doing that. But there are also the, some that I see that I'm just like, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name cool. names at no, all. Like, I'm not gonna be that bitch. But like, there are definitely some performers that I can't, that I know came in into the scene after I did that came in guns blazing, like hair on fire, like really ready to like be like that bitch. And like, Oh my God. Like, thank God. Like some of them really did like tone it down and they've yeah. kind of like settled down a earn little you, bit. Yeah. Um, Wait your turn earn your keep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, I feel like you never really understand that until, um, until you really are doing like what you want to do in mm-hmm. the, in the performance world. And I feel like yeah. even now, like I'm still kind of discovering that and yeah. it's been like almost like three years yeah. kind of thing, but yeah. it, it takes a while to really settle into, into your own confidence and know who you are as a performer and like, you know, what you're, you know, you know, as, as, as like drag performers and drag queens, like you have a personality, whether you want it, want to or not, like, mm-hmm. Whether it's your personality or a new persona, you have one. Mm-hmm. And if it's your own personality and you're a total fucking bitch, you're gonna get clocked for it. Right. And and it doesn't matter how talented you are. Yeah. You're not people are not gonna wanna work with that attitude yeah. and that energy. It's mm-hmm. just not worth it. Mm-hmm. As a show producer, I only I, I the list of people that I want to work with gets shorter and shorter because yeah. it's like, do you show up on time? Do you turn your things in on time? Mm-hmm. Are you responsible? Can I rely on you? Are you fun to be around in a dressing room? Can yeah. I trust you with money around? Like yeah. that's the kind of thing that that, and that keeps you keeps you being booked. I feel like even now, like you know, as like actually working like on the production side of like like a, a mm-hmm. handful of shows now, mm-hmm. um, like people people approach me and be like, oh like you know, I just want to let you know that like I'm interested in, you know, this kind of thing if there's ever an opportunity. I'm like, hell yeah, like you reached out, you did it prof- like professionally, you like I know who you are, you made your name known. But then there are other there are other people that will come up and be like straight up they'll just say, book me. And I'm like no. no, like I'm like straight That's up like I'm like I I know who you are like you're you know you're you know a performer that is definitely like up and coming like and there's like a couple people that have done this and mm-hmm. it's 
um, you know, you're like you're up and coming and you have a lot of like talent that's like there, like raw talent that like I would love to be able to be a part of like sculpting into something that's like more of you. But like that energy of just like Entitled. like book me is like, oh, my God, hell no. That instantly like puts you to the back of the line to, yeah. for me. And it, it's luckily like the people that like I really fuck with, like there are some amateur girls like um, like Fiarla and like Kitty Skittle Pump and like Lady Vane, like. All these girls are like oh, yeah. some of those girls are like so cute, so professional, oh, no. I've, so I've creative. Like now. I think she's great. I think oh my she's god, got the she's perfect attitude. Oh, she's she shows up early. Shout out to Fiarla. She yes, shows up shout on time. Out. She's the first person to have her shit turned in. She makes she. If I book you for such and such type of show, she does shit that fits yeah. into the theme. Like yeah. she, yeah, she's got it. She really she she keeps it profesh. She keeps mm. it cute. She keeps yeah. it profesh. That's that's the key. She, get, she doesn't get cute. She gets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, anyways, so after Miss Everything, you now you did Drag Wars, but were you doing House yet, or did House come House kind of after? Um, when did drag Wars? do you know when my dra- cycle of Drag Wars started? You were cycle. You were the eight, I think. You were the the goddess one, right? Yes. Okay, so that was eight. That was when. Um, uh, Zafira one. Yes. So that was eight. I'm just trying, I can't remember like when that started, anyway. but I know well, how. Let's talk about Drag Wars first and then yeah. we'll talk about House because that's like your baby. Um, <laughs> so after Miss Everything, you did, you hadn't had enough of competitions yet. So yeah. you got talked into doing Drag Wars. Well, there was a large period where of time. you had the best mentor ever. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there was actually a period of time between Miss Everything and Drag Wars. Um, that's when um, my roommate, best friend, Petty Spaghetti, um, that's when he competed in Miss Everything. And that was the same cycle as um, Onyx on Dix. And that's so I was always in like the dressing room for Miss Everything. And that like that's how me and Onyx became friends right. um, was because he was competing in that cycle. And I was pretty much perpetually always in somebody's number helping or helping them right. backstage and all that kind of stuff. And I was using that as a way to. Again, I was like turning looks, just going to the to the competition and networking and networking exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna focus on this for a little bit because going through a competition can really, really kind of fuck with you a little bit, like in the head. Like it can really like tear you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need, I like took a break, did that. Then I was like, all right, I'm buckling down. We're gonna go into Drag Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I did that. And yes, I had a wonderful mentor. Wonderful, wonderful mentor. Like, we're Very the, happy. And I say, and I've said this before on previous episodes, and I'll and I'll say this. I, I, I was saying this to a, a potential contestant for next cycle of Drag Wars because we're getting ready cycle to start 10. another one. Cycle ten. Jeez. Um, that like, no, Drag Wars isn't for everybody, and not everybody's going to get something out of it. But you get out of it what you what want you put out in. of it. To, you really and do what you put in. And it is the largest platform in the city. Yeah, I know. Um, it, it's easy to kind of, you know, kind of talk a lot of shit about a competition platform, but it really does put you on on the map for a yeah. lot of people. And it's you, you know, never people, know who's in that audience. Like I go, any, I any go to those, I go to those shows because like I'm looking for people that are up and coming. Like yeah. I, we we want to take people under our wing and we want to give them opportunities. Right. And I, I don't like want to book the same three people for every one of my shows. Yeah. I want to be able to like have diversity. Yeah. And like present new things, but you also like want to. Yeah. And sometimes you have to. You know, I know that there are a lot of people that have like a lot of predispositions about like. 
um, like certain producers in the in the neighborhood, and I think it's like those things are very valid. What they you know what they are thinking and feeling and experiencing with right. that is will forever be valid. Um, and then for like newer performers, it's it's a really tricky situation sometimes of like, do I do this or not? Um, you know, I just decided to like bite the bullet and do it because I knew that I needed to grow and I knew I needed that push and I knew I needed that platform and it yeah. luckily worked out in my favor. So. Yeah. You actually dressed as the logo for this podcast. I did. <laughs> yes. That just, I just, that just dawned on me. Yeah. Yep. Love that. An iconic Bev look. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, that was, was the, the roast. Theme. That was the roast. Oh, love that roast. Where um, Troy showed up and tried to oh. We talked about that when yeah. she was on the podcast. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a roast. That's when you did Ellen. I did, that was Ellen, wasn't it? I'm trying no. to remember some of the stuff you did. No, you dressed like you did Oh, in, in Drag Wars in general? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the looks you did from, from I did that cycle. Ellen was one of them. I did the the Bev icon. Um, you did. I that's when the grid. That's when the recorder number. I was going to say, about. is that when yeah. like your recorder the number? The first one, the first version. Uh-huh. Now, now there's you, a now, now there's a, a double a double deluxe version, and it's remix. Yeah, it's okay. fun. It's really cool. Yeah, no, I got a lot of really good reusable numbers third? out of it. Yeah, I was third. Yeah, Zafira, Onyx, me, and then Ron Binary, who now actually makes up Four Stupid Sluts, which is That's one of right. my shows. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so then you, so how started as like a one-off, kind of, right? Yeah. Like, so Ian um, approached me. Brittany um, Lynn. Brittany, yeah, Brittany Lynn. Previous guy's Brittany Lynn. Um, I was. This was in the middle of Drag Wars, I think, because um, mm-hmm. it was June. Was the first one. Um, so we've been doing this for like a year and a half or so already. Yeah, right. I mean, it started off as a bi-monthly, like one-off bi-monthly kind of thing. And at the time, at the time, he was like, "All right, like you know, you know, you get you get a show." So I reached out to, at the time, me, uh, me, Kaki Capri, and Alice in Wonderland were really, really close from Miss Everything, our cycle. Um, so we were in a group that we called the House of Rush, as in like the brand of poppers, mm-hmm. because I'm that bitch. <laughs> And okay, so I was like, okay, like, you know, I really want to do this show, but like, I want it to be more of like a party. I, I don't want it to just be like a sit down drag show. Like we have enough of those. Like, I don't really want to go to those. Like I want to go to an actual party and like mm-hmm. people turn looks like that's what I wanted. That's always been like what I strive for. So we did it and it like worked out like pretty well for like the first time that we were putting this on. Um, so it was a bi-monthly and then we like did it a couple more times and then we expanded the cast um, to include now there's a there's a there's eight people on cast, which is cool that we have like a such a large cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're we're monthly and we just had like a really fucking awesome one. It was and explain, Hell House. explain to for those who wouldn't know what it is. Um, so it's overall like to summarize it, it's like a club kid dance party, um, which I, I tend to try to like veer away from like identifying as a club kid kind of thing just because yeah. I feel like it's. Club Kid is very reminiscent of, like, that specific era of, like, yeah. 90s, like, Michael Alley kind of stuff, yeah, which is... everyone just thinks of Party Monster. Yeah, yeah, which is obviously a huge inspiration of what I do, right. but I feel like we're in a different era. Like, I feel like there's more to it than just saying, like, I'm a Club Kid. Like, that's that's very in the past for me, and I feel like I, I try to look in the future more than in the past. Um, but House, yeah, it's a Club Kid dance party. You come, you dance, you turn a look, we have a runway... Um, 
you know, the audience votes. You know, we pick a top five. We we vote on who well, has the best look. And everything. Oh, yeah, awesome. we have a look. We have a look contest on like a runway. Like you get your moment. Like you get to be up there. And that was the shit that I wish that was there when I started. Now, do you all like do like numbers? Or yeah. Like, so uh, it's it originally started as like pop up performances, but we've kind of turned it into having like two acts in a way. Um, but it really is just meant to be. Um, we have like one of the best. I think one of the best DJs in the city, Murr. Um, I, I don't know, you probably haven't heard of him, but he fucking throws out fire. Like, he really turns it out when he's, um, when he's behind the booth. Um, so you really, when you're there, you really do want to dance and you really do, you know, just want to like live that best life, which is, I, I'm essentially, you know, always trying to make the environment that I wish was there when I was starting. Um, and luckily, you know, there's a lot of other people that co-produce it that also feel the same way. And, mm-hmm. you know, a space to do weird performance art kind of stuff, a space to do, like, Onyx just ate, like, a ghost pepper. Oh, my God. I went to... Yeah. And how, how'd that go? Uh, well, she was in pain all night. <laughs> and she's also lactose intolerant and had to drink milk and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was lactose yeah, intolerant. Um, oh, what a stupid bitch. Poor thing. It's okay. What a stupid bitch. But yeah, but that's the kind of shit. We, we, push, <laughs> we purposely push boundaries. You know, it's, it's a big open family of just fucking weirdos. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Should come in sometime. Oh, I know. Turn a look. I'm always working. I know. Um, she's booked. She's a busy gal on the go. Busy gal on the go. Um, so now you're back doing All Stars. Yes. Yes, 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 You've yes, got yes. What, just one more, right? Yep. The just the finale. Are yeah. You, are you prepared? Getting there. Um, I usually like to take the first week off of just like, you know. Because y'all are like once a month now. Yeah, so we're monthly now, which is awesome. It really, it really is a game changer. You have uh, one of the things after going through my cycle which of Which I have mixed wars, feelings about, but I'm like. Whatever. Yeah. When I went through my cycle of Drag Wars, like, it, oh, it really just, like, drags you down. Like, I was, like, I was just, like, psychologically, like, kind of fucked up for, like, a couple months after it. Like, really? Yeah, because yeah, you're perpetually, like, I have to make the best content that I can, and I has to be better than everybody else is, and I has to, I have to do this look, and I have to do this performance, and I have to be better, and I have to second-guess every single thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it just drains you of all creative energy. Or maybe maybe this is just me. Maybe this is how I work. Yeah, I but mean, I guess we all approach it differently. Yeah, but you know, all stars. I almost didn't do it. Yeah, I really almost didn't. do it. I was it, honestly but surprised that you did. Yeah, but Iris was. I Iris, thought you like just because you don't need it. That's. I guess that's kind of where I was thinking of it. Like I don't need it, but like Iris kind of convinced me to do it, saying like you know it is a good platform and it is a good experience and um, the monthly thing at first I really wasn't a fan of, but now being in it, it's like, this is really great because like, I, I have other shit going on. Like I can't do a weekly thing. Like I can't do a weekly competition. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We just decided to do it and here I am once again, torn in pieces. um, (laughs) (laughs) So what do you have for the finale? Um, my movie is how the Grinch stole Christmas. Okay. And then we also have to do a performance where uh, we're a child version of our drag persona. This is so Mimi. A child version <laughs> of our drag persona getting where gift, we're getting you know? a gift that we don't want, which is like, I'm hoping I can do something good with because that literally is the kind of number that I would do. Yeah. Um, and then we have to do like an, an avocado. It's an avocado. Thanks. <laughs> um, 
And then we had to do an Ice Queen look. Um, oh, my God. Uh, there's there's something else. And then, of course, like, she doesn't say it, but, like, you need a crowning look. Like, she, she'll never say that you need a crowning look, but if you come out, like, I guess you could wear, like, you know, a little Gucci dress, but right. that you're still, you're going to get crowned in a little Gucci dress. That's yeah. not very... <laughs> that's not that's not the shit that you want to like plaster all over the all over the internet. Right. Well, I'm excited to. I'm hoping I'm gonna be there to watch. Oh, that'd be great. I would love if you were there. Yeah. I mean, I am the All Stars one winner. So oh. Oh, are you? So um, now we're almost caught up to the present. Any you any other projects that you wanna <sighs> just highlight? Um. Next, talk about four stupid sluts. Yeah, four stupid sluts. The next four stupid sluts is this. I mean, it's going to be this approaching Tuesday when this is released. Um, it's Tuesday the 20th. I'm going to try to have this out by tomorrow. Yeah, so. Tuesday the 27th. Um, and it, again, Four Stupid Sluts is um, the, the top four of my cycle of drag wars, which is Zephyria Rivers, Onyx on Dicks, myself, and Ron Binary. Um, are they all like different themes, or you just kind of do whatever you want to? Um, we generally end up just doing whatever we want to. Sometimes we'll have themes. Like we had a Powerpuff show, Powerpuff Girls show oh, at one point. Right, yeah. yeah. So like every once in a while we'll try to theme it, but um, we're this one we just try to like pull it back to like you know just doing like kind of what we want to do. Um, especially with the new space, we're trying to figure out like how the show really works. Yeah. Um, and I think I think a lot of shows are kind of going through that right now. Um. But other than that, uh, the next house is December 13th? No. Oh, is it the 13th? No, December 21st, and it's Gingerbread House, and it's candy, sweets, you know, all that kind of shit, and it's hosted by me and Petty Spaghetti, finally, for the first time, hosting a show together, which is hopefully going to be stupid, stupid as, fuck. as fuck. Really stupid. That'll be fun. Um... Ooh, as if um, I I don't I don't know if we actually released this yet, but um, as if we usually have it on Sunday nights, but for December we're doing it on December 29th, which is a Saturday. It's a Saturday before New Year's Eve, and it's Y2K themed, which is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> okay, which is gonna be fun as fuck. Um, Khaki's been talking about getting some really cool, authentically 90s and new millennium decorations, <laughs> which I'm really hoping we can actually make happen. Um, and then I think the last thing is me and Kaki have a new show that we're um, starting at Latage. It's called Anything But. And the, the whole premise of it is literally this one's going to be anything but a holiday show. So it's very much so literally do anything that's not holiday because, like, we didn't want to do a holiday show. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of carry that you there. Through. I'm going to spend the entire fucking month of December dressed like the fucking elf on a shelf. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. So we were like, uh, there has to be other people that want to break from that. So we were like, let's do this. Let's make it weird. And it's very us. So should be fun. Cute. To be cute. All right. So I guess it's time to play 20 questions. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What is your best drag memory? Oh my God. My best drag memory? Uh huh. But um, you listened to the podcast. I know. I was you know just gonna say. I coming. know. I was just gonna say. I should have known that these questions so were coming. But prepared. like, um, I mean, I gave you memory. hours of time to prepare. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Best drag memory. I mean, being in the finale of like of Drag Wars was like pretty cool. Like that's a good drag memory. Um, I feel like some of my best drag memories are like 
recent like I don't know I feel like I'm still like making my best track memories I, I that but I know that you can that's have so... like a favorite memory you <sighs> like like uh, it can be a number it can be like your first like house or it can be your like it can be something that like is sentimental to you um get uh, out of your fucking like I don't know like, <laughs> you're like analytical head I can't help it that's how she works um I guess fine. probably like the fir- first house is like probably like pretty memorable. Um, the last house of the old taboo, like I was feeling a lot of weird emotions that I normally wouldn't feel because I try not to let those out too often. Um, okay, Willem, emotions are for ugly people. <sighs> no, emotions are for everybody, but fuck, I hate emotions. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I feel like it's really hard to pin it down to, like, one specifically. Okay. So, I know that's, like, kind of a cop-out. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm used to you being a disappointment. So, um... <laughs> hey, I was third place. <laughs> that's not a disappointment. So, um, what is your most embarrassing drag memory? Um, we spoke about it earlier. What? Us, when we... When, really? Yeah, that's, that's like, one of my most embarrassing. Um, I mean, embarrassing? Like... I don't know. I feel like any any time that I'm in drag, nothing is embarrassing. That's so all. You've never done like a number you regret or like something. That I mean, like... there there is a number that I regret doing, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, just for, okay. it's yeah, I'm not I'm not going to talk about it. Um, okay. but we'll ask about that off the record. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that for me, like you ever the, fallen? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not like I'm not. When you come to see me perform, like you're you don't expect me to stay up the whole time like also keep in mind like the reason that i do drag is like one of the reasons that i do drag is because i went and saw pretty girl in her cycle of all stars mm. um and she is one of the most non-stand not standable <laughs> queens in the city so um she's always falling around so yeah okay yeah you're doing a super great job of not answering any of my questions i i'm really so <laughs> What is your biggest pet peeve, either as a performer or, like, as someone who, like, as an audience member? Um, people, like, performers that just kind of walk back and forth. And, you know, you know so the ones... So it's Harlow. I'm just kidding. Like, the ones, but like <laughs> the ones that'll lip sync, but they just kind of walk, and they can't... They don't know how to stay still, even for a, a moment. They oh. just keep walking. Um... And of now course, walk. of course, I hate now walk. hate when a queen doesn't know their words. Well, um, I, that should be by default, though. Every, every yeah. that really, um, again, what we were what we were saying earlier about like queens that are like very like book me, like not that's pet, that's peevy for me. Um, what advice would you give to a... I mean, we've kind of talked about it. What advice would you give to a new queen listening to this who might want to... Um, so advice for a new queen. Um, I think the main thing for a new queen would be trust your instinct. Um, you know, listen to those around you and learn from those around you mm-hmm. and never, ever, ever discredit, you know, what other people are doing um, but don't be afraid to be yourself either. I found that some of my best, you know, things are things that I've been the most proud of in the grand scheme of things um, were things that I would 
talk about them to somebody and they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, that's not going to be good. And it's the reason that they thought that is because I, I, I meant to do it. That's why it's Mm -hmm. funny because I'm doing it kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, like I remember with the, with the recorder number, I, I once like pitched that to like champagne shower, shout out to champagne. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was like, ah, oh, like, I don't know. Like, it could be good. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is fucking gold. Yeah. Like, this is. Well, that's how I am <laughs> with, like, trying to help people with drag wars sometimes. Because, like, I approach things from, like, my point of view. Yeah. So, like, like I'm going to try to, like, help you while. But, like, I'm also, I'm like, well, this, if it were me, I would do this. But that may not necessarily yeah. work for. Prescriptive someone. is what, exactly. what some people call it. But we're not supposed to be prescriptive. We're supposed to be descriptive. But, yeah. I mean. I think really what it comes down to for new performers is like you, you have to trust yourself. Yeah. Um, you really have to know what you want to do and you have to want to try new things and go outside of your comfort zone all the time. Um, you know, find for find performers that you're drawn to and then look at them and say, why am I drawn to you? Not necessarily because of like you do this one number that's really funny. It's, it's what about them? Makes them like. funny. Yeah. What what makes them funny? What makes them enjoyable to watch? Are they super spooky? Are they, like, super heartfelt and emotional in their performances? Do they really, like, lay it all out on the stage and they leave their heart beating on it kind of thing? <coughs> the, don't, you know, right. go out to shows. Go and watch people. Find out who you're drawn to. Um, one of those people for me, very early on, I would go to, like, Devil Drag. Um back when it was at Frankie's, mm-hmm. um, Frankie Bradley's and like aloe vera always stuck out to me and Iris, which is yeah. nuts that she ended up adopting me in the long, in the long run. Um, cause she was always like such a, such a icon to me of, you know, really selling their performance, whether it's, you know, funny or like a little bit campy or like really dark or really emotional and very heartfelt. She does it all, and right. she really puts it all out there, and that that's what kind of magnetized me to her. Um, yeah, be yourself. Seriously, don't imitate anybody. <laughs> that's the worst thing you could do. Amen. And finally, I'll drink to that. <laughs> I'll, drink, I'll drink to that. And finally, what is your favorite thing about me? About you? Uh-huh. I love... This is why I make all my guests p- pander to me, so... Um, in all reality, I actually really love your comedic style because I think you, 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 you kind of play into the same shit that like I play into sometimes of like, you know, you're not afraid to kind of like push that limit of like, of like kind of vulgar, but like in a very palatable way, like it's vulgar in a box. So like you can swallow it kind of thing. Um, and you make really smart mixes. That's that's probably what it is. It's like you're really fucking smart with your mixes. And I feel like with your mixes, you do just trust yourself. Like Thank you. you have an idea or you have like a thing that you want to reference and you're like, all right, how do I make this work? Yeah. And then you just let it happen and then you try it and it's usually funny. And if it's not, you Never don't do it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. Yep. No, but yeah, but um, also... High key, I'm not fucking joking, bitch. 
I really love your makeup. I really actually do. Oh, thank you. Like I said, I've, you did I've talked to you about this. You were yeah. like, you were like, I was just like, you're like, you've really deconstructed it to like make it as simple as possible. But like, I literally have no other way. <laughs> but because that's, I've never like, I'm not a makeup artist. That's why I love it though, because. Like I said, like the my thing of like I love juxtaposition, yeah. like this this, so like, this kind of thing. Like, well, it's, you draw the crease by doing. I'm like, or I could just take draw a the line. Oh my and god, draw the crease. That's why it's so it's so fucking cool because you literally were just like, I'm gonna take every makeup thing of like, oh, like you do a wing and then you do a crease and you blend it and blah 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 blah. And you're like, I'm gonna draw lines <laughs> and I'm just gonna make it fucking work. And then it yeah. fucking works, and it works for you because you're well, I was hilarious. Just like, my eyes are like, really Ugh. small, so I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna try to make my eyes look as big as possible, so they don't look like a little like fucking like pee holes <laughs> in the snow. And then, and then, and then pee holes. Yeah, so, That's funny. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, like I, I, yeah, I really admire everything that you do. Thank I think you, you're, uh, you keep it cute. Thank That's you. the other thing. You keep I it try. cute and keep it professional. Try. All right, so as we're wrapping up, you've kind of plugged all of your um, your gigs, but anything else you want to end with? Um, Where can they find you on the social medias? Oh, my my Instagram is at notpi, so N-O-T-P-I. Um, my Twitter is the same thing with an underscore, because... Bev, didn't you just I get a Twitter? I just got Twitter uh, yesterday. What? Because what Jeremiah... It's, it's, it's no, Bev Bitch 1. Well, the number I, one. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I made my name It's Bev Bitch, and then like the thing was It's Bev Bitch 1. I'm like, God damn it. You couldn't um, make it It's Bev Bitch? I thought I did. And then they, no, like, you can switch it. You can switch that. Oh, well, you'll have to show yeah. me how to afterwards. Yeah. We might have to add an, <laughs> we might have to add an addendum at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> because, no, my best friend Jeremiah is like, girl... Why are you not on Twitter? Like, we were, like, going you? back and forth about this one housewife, and he's been, like, kind of, like, re- they've been going, like, yeah. he's like, you have to get on Twitter. I'm like, I'm old. Like, I don't have no, Snapchat. No, Twitter is. I don't have, I, up until yesterday, I didn't have Twitter. Twitter's totally for you. Like, I've, I've realized, like, Twitter, if you've got, like, that, that witty tongue, yeah. like, Twitter is, like, totally for you. But I'm not, I'm not that witty bitch. Like, I really am not. Yeah. Like, in person, I feel like I might have some, like, weird like quirks that are entertaining at most yeah. like I, I don't have that same silver is, would it be a silver tongue I don't know I don't know a sparkly tongue like so a drag queen so you're uh, <laughs> on Twitter in, and Instagram Instagram and Facebook is um, I think it's uh, I, I don't know my Facebook is just search up Pie Queen it's okay. Pie Queen it's like I don't know it's I don't really my, my Facebook page on on for Pi is very like whatever like it's yeah. mostly like my actual fan pages are so fucking hard to like it's really keep hard. up with and Instagram just made me go to a fucking like business profile you or whatever oh you can you can do a lot of insights and stuff I'm not gonna get into that because I know live, but. but like I hate it because <laughs> now it links to my fan page for Facebook it doesn't link to my personal page anymore oh uh, yeah I've yeah I I whenever I make a post on Instagram I it goes to my my pie page on Facebook and then I just share it. Yeah. Which helps, I guess, in theory, like people will still like, like the pie page, even though it's like, I'm not really doing a whole lot. I'm not making events from that. Like I, we have like a house page and stuff that we use. So. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Are you going going through the change? Me? Peter Brady. Always the change. Change. Yes, that was our episode with Miss Pie. 
she's very a very analytical lady, but uh, uh, fun to be around and has certainly carved a name for herself in this crowded community. And I tip my wig to her. As I said earlier, you can find me on social media at It's Bev Bitch on Instagram. It's Bev Bitch One on Twitter. The one and only Bev on Facebook and Bev Philly Drag on Venmo. Send a lady those dollars. I will give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. My fun and fabulous events coming up. I do have my Bev's, the uh, a very Bev Christmas special at Taboo on Saturday, December 1st. Kick off your holiday season. I have the fabulous Miss Vinchelle, Sutton Fierce, Jaja St. James, and... The one and only, the hated Satine Harlow, giving you character illusions. It's like an old school holiday special. The doorbell rings. You never know what celebrity will show up and do a little holiday number. We'll have a Kwanzaa portion of the show. We'll have a Hanukkah portion of the show. It'll be very fun for everyone. It'll certainly get you in the spirit. So come on out for that. It is Saturday, December 1st at Taboo in the performance space on the third floor. And uh, stay tuned to my social media for all my other bookings coming up. We will hopefully be back very soon with another episode of Bevelations. Bye.